Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints Podcast. And this one is a great one. It's with Len Gunter. He is the head butcher at Heritage Barbecue and Beer Co. in San Juan Capistrano, with a location, too, in Oceanside. But he's at the San Juan Capistrano location. He is prepping all the proteins and the sausage program that they have going on. He has a different sausage every single day there and it's not just like some basic sausage these are incredibly creative sausages so i'll put a link to his instagram below and then also heritage their instagram because they share what he does and they also put out a digital menu weekly in their stories but i just wanted to talk to him because i am a huge fan of creative sausage makers and butchers in particular and his journey is quite unique it took him to cia culinary institute of america in napa to electric city butcher in santa Ana, which is a whole animal butcher an incredible butcher shop so he got great training there and he's been at heritage in san juan capistrano since day one and to top it off he's just a great guy it's so interesting so intelligent so knowledgeable about food as well as butchery and sausage making this one is a delight i, I know that you guys are really going to enjoy this i just want to jump right into it so you guys get a chance to learn more about him and learn more about heritage barbecue and beer company and everything they have going on but at the end stay safe and visit your local barbecue giant good morning lennon how are you yeah good morning I'm- I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. I'm very rested after a long week. Yeah, yeah. So that so is this your weekend then? For this your- is my weekend. I have the white whale of the restaurant industry. I have the weekend off. <laughs> so is it because you're spending so much time? It's because I'm there Monday through Friday, usually from about six in the morning until about four thirty at the latest. Normally, yeah. Yeah, so it's an interesting schedule. We'll get we'll get to that, but I I just wanted to first off, and we had kind of touched on it. I wanted to ask about before I forget, Bill Murray. <laughs> you oh yeah, Bill Murray. and then we'll jump into your whole your yeah, of course, of yeah. course. So I mean, it was I I don't really know what to say. I mean, Bill Murray is Bill Murray. You yeah, know, we've we've all seen him. He you we've all seen him on our TV at least once. Did he have facial hair for a role or something, or I. Uh, you know, I think he's, I think he's, and this is just me theorizing, but I know he just got done with um, Ant-Man and the Quantumverse. Oh, yeah. So I think he's like enjoying his little lull in between projects or something where he's letting his facial hair grow back. Okay. Because from the previews that I've seen, but I've I've stopped myself from watching all the new stuff. Um, he is clean shaven. He's got like some big royal like robes and stuff like that that Marvel puts him in. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not exactly sure as to what his full role is in that movie. Yeah, but he's, yeah, he's a funky guy. So that so this was for a pro am and. Did he just come by? Did you guys give him the beef rib, or was that is that something he was uh, being? Well, no. So um, apparently, it was for like a Chive NFT release or something like that, which oh. I didn't find out until you know a day later when I was looking up the event. He came by for this golf putt off celebrity meet or whatever it was. And um, he showed up a little later and he caught Danny as he was coming in. And he had mentioned to Danny, like, oh, you guys have food. Awesome. I'm super hungry. Like, I have not eaten all day. And so as he was making his rounds, um, we had just finished setting everything up. And we're just about to start service when he um, came up to us. And we're like, all right, Bill Murray, got you a beef rib. Like uh, awesome. Danny, Danny was telling us, he's like, yeah, Bill Murray is a big barbecue fan and he's hungry. And we're like, all right, perfect. Got him a beef rib, got the handed it to him and 
he did his little happy dance. Yeah, so it was, it's just cool. It's just it's nice to see it first because because like the facial hair, the hat. He looked a yeah. little different. I'm like looking at it, but I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Bill Murray. That's yeah, and he's at, he's much taller than I actually expected as well. Like he's not like as tall as I am. I'm a relatively tall guy, but you know, he was oh, a lot taller than I was expecting. Wow, no, it's it's there's not many celebrities that I would kind of get. I got fanboy over, but I think, yeah. yeah, Bill Murray is just somebody that you know we all grew up with, and I'm older than you, and it's just it's you know he's he's a guy. He's yeah, he's, Bill Murray's oh, yeah. always been himself too. He's never he, exactly. He's never him. come off as like the the pretentious celebrity mm-hmm. at all. It's very much like he realizes how how lucky he is to be in the position he's in, and is very much like a man of the people still. Yeah. It seems like. Definitely. Well, cool. Well, that's <laughs> thank yeah, you, the, thank the you. little Burmer. Th- thank you for that. That's just such an aside. Did you grow up in Southern California? I did. Um, I grew up in Studio City, Sherman Oaks area. Oh, okay. And then, I'm in Woodland Hills, so I'm okay. Okay. And then I moved down to Orange County in eighth grade, and I've been living down here since. And Were you I, working at restaurants? Um. Kid? Yeah. Yeah. I started working at restaurants at seventeen as a prep cook and a dishwasher. And then I made my way up to a PM prep cook where I did dinner service with the hotel that I was at. And I fell in love with restaurants. Um, that, that world is a different world, right? Oh, it, it's a it's a completely different world where it doesn't matter as long as the last plate you put out is nice. And that that was such a cool concept to me where, you know, the coolest guy was the guy who was working the fire, plating you know, putting out these beautiful dishes at the same time as all this chaos poured down around him. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a rush. It's a different, yeah. And that's interesting too. Like how it's like a democratizing people. Like it's, it it just, it's, it's how hard you work and how focused you are. It's very, it's very polarizing. It splits you into those who can and those who cannot. And it's, it's, it works from there. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I worked in restaurants since I was 17, went to OCC for culinary school. I went there originally just to see if I liked culinary school because I had heard of like, you know, the bigger culinary schools and everything. But before we spent the money on it, my mom told me, you know, make sure you go to community college to make sure. My dad that, went to OCC too. Yeah, to make sure, you know, that you yeah. like doing this and, you know, it's not just, oh, it sounds like a fun concept, so let's throw money at it. I have friend. I have friends that have gone to culinary school and like dropped out, or like it just never went into like they went into the sales or something, and yeah. so they spent like forty, fifty dollars. No, school. Yeah. it's 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 disheartening. Yeah. But you know, it it's a, a little bit of a racket on certain it, terms. But yeah, at some some places, very much so. Yeah. So I went to OCC, and about a year into about a half a year into OCC, I got accepted to CIA. Then I moved up to Northern California and lived in Napa for two years. So um, CIA up there, wow! Yeah, that's, up at a, the, that's the, a life. The Greystone comp- campus. Yeah, I was gonna say I the was... Greystone. It's so gorgeous. It's really oh, a neat. It's, it's very beautiful. Yeah, it's the old. It's an old winery from the twenties, I believe, that got refurbished into a culinary school, and it's. It's funny. Everybody who goes there just looks at it and goes, "Oh, so you went to school at Hogwarts?" It's like, yeah, pre- yeah, pretty much. You go inside. Time, yeah. There are all these spiraling staircases, stone building, and everything. Oh, that's yeah, rad. I've walked into like just that first. There's like 
two areas that I've been. I've just mm-hmm. walked in before, but that's oh, that's that's rad. So then you do you stay on property? Is that? Uh, yeah. So dorms are there's one on property and then there's one that's off campus. Okay. And so I was off campus at the dorms there, and I'd be either at the dorms working at school or, you know, at a buddy's house cooking and hanging out and doing whatever. What do you think of Napa? Like, what was that? How was that? Oh, it was beautiful. I I had such an amazing time up there. I I went there as like a Southern California boy. Like, so I packed with shorts and a hoodie. I was like, oh, it's California. It's fine. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, it's not. It's seasons. There are seasons there. (laughs) It was beautiful, though. I, I have such a wonderful time every time I have the opportunity to go back up to Napa as well. I still have friends there. A lot of people might just think it's just wine country, but it's, it's so much more. And then when you'd go there during different seasons, like there's the mustard those mustard flowers yeah where everything's just yellow and beautiful there's the rainy season and even the rainy season is really nice on its own everything's really green and quiet and it's just you just hear the rain it's it's really nice i i i would not ever pass up an opportunity to go back to napa if i had the chance yeah and i'm sure like the weekends there's like those crowds and things but it's yeah it's just i every time I, i went when i was before i was when i was married we would go up there as like for weekend dates or like for five days or four days and it was just so magical and there's so many places to explore and there's the wineries are all they all do so well so oh yeah the architecture is so massive and beautiful yeah and you know that was another thing as well you know you're a young culinary student and you get told that most of the wineries will comp your tasting for you when they find out that you're a cia student Ah. so you know you get eight of us together and (laughs) assign someone as designated driver and then you're winery hopping all day Mm -hmm. and some of the best restaurants in california are there Mm -hmm. so so that's that's okay so you went there so we did you have ambitions to work at a restaurant like was an ideal restaurant you wanted to work at? yeah i started out in restaurants you know there's a part of me that will always be in restaurants like even at heritage on my days off when they need me in it's to go in and work the line or something like that or the rare occasion where i have a sunny disposition and work front of the house but you know i've i love the fire of the kitchen and i was just lucky enough to find my little caveat as a butcher but you know restaurants have always been super cool any place that has like a whole animal concept so in no trees um you know, Cindy Paulson's Backstreet Kitchen and stuff like that. I oh, yeah. and Brick as well, like were all restaurants that I got to go eat at and enjoy and have a good time at. Those were like the restaurants I was looking to work at for a while. Like I really wanted to work for Chris Constantino for a long time because yeah, his whole his whole belief in whole animal butchery, this use of offal and odd bits. I came from a vegetarian family and a vegetarian grow up, so you know, walking right. past the butcher counter as a kid was a whole beautiful foreign concept to me. So getting this opportunity to, to use the animal in its entirety after it's given up its mm-hmm. life for us to eat is, you know, the most holiest aspect I can think of, of how to respect this animal. Were you taking butchery classes or charcuterie? I got a two-week crash course of butchery in culinary school and a two-week crash course of charcuterie and garmanger okay. in culinary school. But a lot of it was my own 
outside search for the knowledge. Like yeah. I tried to do my externship at Fatted Calf in Napa, uh, um, same with the notary as well. It petered out for me for a little while. So I was working in restaurants for about four years or so. And I found Electric City Butcher in Santa Ana. Yeah, uh, how did that, is, uh, that's <laughs> fantastic. Which is a whole animal butcher shop uh, in Orange County. One of, I think, the only ones. I think mm-hmm. there might be one or two that have popped up since then. But I found that place and, you know, managed to get my toe in the door by going in as a customer and joking around with the owners like, hey, do you have a job for me? Like, I work in the industry. I'm happy to, you know, stage and do these grunt hours. And I managed to secure a stage, went back a couple more times. I think I staged like three or four times total. And every time I'd go back, I would just bug Mike and send him a message every once in a while. Hey, you got a job for me. Hey, you got a job for me until finally I went in one day and he's like, hey, I got a job for you. <laughs> nice. And, I, and, you know, at that time as well, I was working at a restaurant and I was like, well, shit, I have a job opportunity here. You know, I want to say respectful. So it's been funny enough that every time I've found a new job, I've been at a current job and it's been like, hey, I have another opportunity waiting for me. Like, I got to put in my two weeks, like, here's my two weeks with you. And then somehow that two weeks usually ends up getting squeaked out to a third week or something like that, just because (laughs) of short staffing. But yeah, I've, I was very lucky enough to, um, to find a place willing to teach me and have the patience. Was that pre pandemic? That was pre pandemic. Yeah. So I had been butchering since about, I want to say 2006, 17 is when I started 2000 yeah 2017 18 is when I started and I worked at Electric City Butcher until about three or four months into the start of the pandemic and we all got furloughed and the owners took over the shop in running the shop and (laughs) I I had a buddy who worked at another local butcher shop that was close to me and it was someone I had worked with before at Electric City and he needed help and he reached out to me and asked for help and I managed to grab a spot immediately. For people that might not know when you're going to get, when you're going to say the butcher, like a, at Kroger or Ralph's or a, yeah. or a Vaughn, they're getting chunks in and then they break that down. Yeah. So you were getting at Electric City whole animal. Yeah. So in at Electric City, we'd be getting in two cows every two weeks and four pigs every two weeks. And then we get in a couple boxed items because, you know, everybody wants yeah. a ribeye, everybody wants a Tiba, everybody wants a porterhouse or something like that. that. Yeah. There's certain cuts that, you know, aren't feasible to you know only bring in a whole animal if and supply a neighborhood with yeah so we would get in those whole animals and break them down from there and supply our entire case and make all our sausages out of all our trim everything everything got to use such great knowledge we yeah we used to have to um weigh out our trim every day for like what was getting thrown out because I think there's some subsidy that um, if you're only throwing out X amount from a whole animal butchery program, like you don't have to pay certain 
uh, fees or anything. So they were very strict on like what got used, what got thrown out. You know, if something was normally getting close to going bad or something like that, which was lucky because as a whole animal shop, you know, you only have like three or four muscles at a time that are going through. Like, it's not like you're sitting on 20 cases of flat iron or anything like that. You know, it would go to us. Like if things were starting to go a little bad, not like go bad as in like but, this but isn't from the corner where you're but not to the point where it's not case presentable or anything yeah. like that yeah we were lucky enough that it would get sent home with us so we were exposed to really high levels of you know whole animal grass-fed pasture-raised animals that lived a nicer life than most people get a chance to live <laughs> that's true well and also too it gives you that understanding of every part of the animal and where yeah. things come from I, th- I don't think people can conceptualize that even if they're really into it and they're buying steaks all the time or buying meat all the time they probably don't know and that's that's great knowledge to have yeah so then, so then when the pandemic hit you went to a smaller butcher shop yeah so when the pandemic hit i went to a small a smaller butcher. smaller is very Loose, electric el- yeah it's very loose because electric city is a pretty small <laughs> yeah, shop true, for yeah, us yeah. anyway yeah. but i went to a smaller shop and was helping out my buddy there and you know i was having a good time but at the same time i just felt like i was kind of coasting and i was not challenging myself and i was scrolling on instagram and i had been following heritage for a little while at that point because one of my buddies at um electric city had gone to heritage one of the pop-ups or the early on pop-ups and brought us all barbecue nice um so i had been following them for a minute and i just saw randomly that they had posted that they needed a butcher and i was like what are what are the odds of this yeah, what, are like, the odds? what are the odds that i'm able to you know hold my hold myself in the fire again and like because i had been butchering in a retail shop for three four years at that point so like you know it's am i able to stand in the fire and continue working in a restaurant and strangely enough one of my guests at electric city was the pr for heritage okay so i reached out to them and i was like hey you know I want to throw my hat in the ring. Is this, do you think it's a good idea? Was this Jill at the time? This was Jill. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so yeah. me and almost immediately I got a response from Jill. Like, yes, yes. Like here's Danny's number. I'm giving him your number. He's calling cool. you. And I talked to Danny that same day, pretty much talked to him on the phone. I hadn't even met the guy yet. Like I, this was just a phone conversation with him and I just, I had a good gut feeling about it. I was like, you know, this seems like the right move. Like, this is going to be a way to challenge yourself. This is going to be a way to, you know, continue to work on building your name and your notoriety mm-hmm. as well. You said challenge yourself. It, it was a whole new aspect for me. I had, I had never cut a brisket before working for Danny. Like, cutting a brisket for me was taking it off the cow and leaving it as <laughs> the whole muscle. <laughs> for someone to pick up and take home and then do what they will and so it was a new learning opportunity for me and so I had to after getting off the phone go to my buddy and the manager who had so graciously hired me on on the fly and be like hey I have a stage tomorrow (laughs) for a restaurant opening next week so I'm gonna I'm not going to be able to be here tomorrow and I might not be here from this point on. (laughs) And they were very gracious and very understanding. And 
They're like, Sounds like you've had a nice little journey because I was, it's I've not been, always like that. I've been very lucky in my yeah. in my journey through restaurants and food that, you know, I have not had that person who just reacts and just gets volatile. Yeah. But also, too, I think that a lot of times what you give off comes back. And the way that you present yourself, at least the, the little bit time that I've known you DMing you as well as this, it's like it's... I think that they, the the calmness, the, the way that you react to them and the way that you speak with them and the honesty that you've given them comes back. I think it's there's yeah, people that and, you could tell they're are sketchy and doing things on the side and then they all of a sudden they're just gone and that's not you. So yeah, and you know, and I I think we've all seen that person working in restaurants long enough where you see someone you're like, <laughs> you're like you you've got maybe two weeks or a month in you at yeah. most before you know <laughs> called no show and I never see you again. Yeah, exactly. It's a the restaurant business is the first, is the only business I've ever worked at because I've managed some restaurants. Is that people just don't show up or people like there's uh, interview after interview, no one shows up. It's a, yeah, it's just an odd. It's a different animal. Completely. It's very. It's you know. It, it's the Ron Swanson capitalism quote. It's it shows those who can't those those who can succeed and those who fail. Yeah, yeah. It's very. It's like I said. It's very polarizing. It's just. And Ron Swanson would be a very can big fan of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you you just made my day by saying that. The <laughs> thought that Ron Swanson could look at me and give a little smile. Yeah, I think yeah, like a little smile. He would have let you know. 100%. A little smile and a nod, and I'd be and I and I know I'd be a happy Pawnee citizen. Yeah, yeah. Then he could take whatever you've dropped off. He'll hide and it's a exactly above him. Um, so so then, how was that that first day with Heritage? Because you've never been working and i know that you know we i could i could put links below to all my talks with danny i think i've talked to him four or five times yeah but his he he has the restaurant mentality and he is a chef and he's awesome yeah i mean i that first day was wild for me just because it was more getting a grip of what the numbers were going to be and our numbers then are nothing like they were are now so like if you threw me two years ago into what i'm doing now i'd be completely frazzled and overwhelmed but like then it was a it was a nice challenge you know i was there for a good nine to ten hours butchering getting everything seasoned cut doing all the sausage work and everything like that for opening day and the following day because they knew I wasn't going to be there. And yeah, it was... And it was during the pandemic, so I think people were it was It was during the weird. pandemic, and it was like a Monday of prep or something like that. So I was the... I think it was myself and Chef Nick, and I think Eric and Danny were the only four. I know, I didn't meet Eric until the... F- my first day there like it was just Danny and Nick there while they're trying to figure everything out and I'm cutting so like I have to pull Danny away from phone calls and be like hey can you show me how you want this brisket done and everything while he's frazzled and trying to open up a restaurant it's in the middle of a pandemic yeah in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) yeah so I'm still amazed you know I'm not amazed It's It's, it's it's it blows my mind that like we were able to open up a restaurant in the middle of a pandemic that was shutting down so many restaurants. Yeah. And the fact, and it, 
and the fact that there were that many people that were that eager and our yeah our support was amazing like that first day of service i wasn't like i remember watching the the live instagram feed of it and just being shocked and just like pulling my buddy aside and being like this is what i fucking signed up for what did i do (laughs) well this is well then you're starting to probably understand what the beast was oh yeah yeah like i i had known that they were popular just based off of you know their instagram following and stuff like that like i think at that time danny was at like 40k or something like that so i was like oh well i'm signing up for something that has a big following but then to to see that following actually show up as well as a whole different ball yeah you can't just you can't just rest on that following you have to you know they they have to come out and so yeah. that's it's nice it was nice to see that support and that with the people like it was just i remember the line trailing so far people had umbrellas because it was, it was oh really yeah Every, and, everyone yeah. was set up for like yeah. a proper wait at heritage yeah. i think it was a couple i think people waiting two three hours just because it was yeah. the first time it was first day yeah while it. we were still figuring out service yeah. and everything and you know it was crazy it was madness it was funny like because you'd hear people yelling about Oh, I've been waiting here for three hours. It's like, yes, so have the fifty people behind you. <laughs> yeah, and, you and know, all the people like, in front of you. We're <laughs> all we're all waiting here. Like Yeah, I know. It was Orange County too. It's and Los Angeles and the Southern California is not hundred percent used to waiting anything maybe longer. No, not Alan not at Ray's all. maybe like for an hour and a half, I think was was sometimes yeah, people would bar- barbecue culture is not something that is very accessible to southern california most of the time so people waiting an hour and a half two to three hour line they're not used to it at all and it's a testament to what you guys pulled off in san juan capistrano of all like it's just it's really yeah it's it's wonder it's a wonderful thing well so then when he did he bring you on specifically to trim brisket and to well to trim meat and then use those trimmings for sausage or was the sausage program that was obvious in the back of his mind he wanted to have yeah yeah so the sausage program was always going to be there like that was one of the questions he asked me like it was one of three questions danny asked me for like my actual interview with him aside from my stage it was like have you worked in restaurants do you know how to render tallow and can you make sausage were like the three questions he asked me and all three of them were a yes so he's like you're the guy. So I was well aware that like sau- the sausage program was always going to come from trim. But then when I actually started to execute it and everything, it kind of blew my mind. The fact that I was, you know, able to make these 40 plus pound batches of sausage with, you know, just trim. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it was, it was cool. And I had come from electric city where Trim was how we made our sausage, but we would also supplement in a few cuts in every now here and there. Which like, makes sense. Because, you know, a pig is only going to get you so far. It was a wild thought to, you know, have create something out of nothing. And yes. to have it as something that's on the menu that's consistently there is something that it's, it's, it's a cool feeling. Yeah. It's a great thing. And the, the creativity, and we'll get to, and I, I made a list of, I don't know, maybe 10 that I want to talk to talk about, but I'm, there's probably more that you can talk about. There's a lot more. What sausages were you making at the beginning? Were there only two or was there? No, I, I think, let's see. At the beginning, I was doing relatively simple sausages, but I was still doing 
I think for the first four or five months or something like that, I was doing a daily sausage. So every day the sausage would change. Wow. Uh, and then we increased our numbers. Oh, no. When we first started, I was doing a pork and a beef sausage. So I was doing two sausages every day um, that were a different variety. And they'd be different ones every week. And then we increased our numbers for a while. And I started getting bogged down with cutting everything, season everything, and then doing all my sausage work and everything. So I talked to Danny. He's like, yeah, don't kill yourself. So I moved it to a blend sausage or no it'd be yeah a blend sausage throughout the entire week and then i was at you know weekly sausages where i would do one for wednesday thursday and then friday saturday and sunday because those are our busier days i'd switch it up now i'm back to daily sausages um where it's a blend sausage that changes every day and i'll post that the sausage list normally yeah on monday on my instagram if i can remember to just so everyone in the restaurant and anybody who has interest in a specific one can come on their specific day it's out front are you taking a photo of a board or something or is that no so that's that's my little whiteboard that's oh that's yeah yeah, that's that's my own personal whiteboard that's next to my cutting station so on there i have my sausage list whatever i need to order my meat weights and everything like that that's just my little notepad that i keep next to my station okay that i can constantly update if need to be Okay, I'll, show, I'll put a link to that below because I think that's that's fun. I've been following along, especially since we were doing this. And I thought, yeah. well, that's so and it's to have that ability to try all these different sausages is such like pe- people can come back every single day and try something different, which is yeah. huge. Yeah, you know, the, the sausages themselves also change little by little. Like, yeah, you know, I tweak them as I see fit. You know, as I do more research and reading off other people, you know, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll throw this into the sausage and try that. Oh, this worked a little better. You know, there was too much of this in last time. So let's scale back by five grams and we'll see how this works this time. So it's still it constantly changes. And I try try to get it better every time. Well, yeah. How long is your process from start to actually being able to serve them, how how many days? Because I was talking to, to Tyler Hodge, and he was saying it was about a for him a four day process. So let's see. I get I do sausage on Monday that'll air dry overnight on Monday, cold smoke and shock on Tuesday, and then dry out Tuesday night a little longer, uh, and then hot smoke on Wednesday for service. So it's a three-day process for us. Wow. Okay. I want people to know that. And I'm going to be taking like a little, I'm going to clip down some of these things because I think people should like, they're coming to get sausages. They don't realize. Oh yeah. It's a process. It it is. And I went from fresh sausage, clipping it in the case and just putting out fresh sausage to this whole process. That's completely different to what I'm used to. And it's, it, it was, it blew my mind a bit as to, how much goes into this just for that end game of a single sausage that's sliced into 12 pieces and put on your platter. So how, how did you learn that process? Was that through Danny or was that through research that was, online? That or? was from um, 
or from the smoking of sausage or yeah yeah that, that, the barbecues that that version. was that was all from danny like yeah. i would when i first started at electrics or at heritage i would go in on my days off and uh on saturdays normally at least for three or four hours and hang out with the pit crew and work the fires very little it was more just i had time on saturday i woke up i'd go shoot the shit with everybody and hang out and you know I would have them kind of explain what was going on to me and talk me through it. They kind of taught me how to feed fires and everything. And that's what I do. I'd go hang out. I'd feed the fires. I'd watch everything smoke and start to kind of learn my temperatures and everything. But even now, like as I'm at Heritage and I walk by, you know, you get the occasional guests who manage to pull me aside and go, oh, what are you smoking at? And A, it's, I'm, there's still times in my head where I'm like, are we still doing it this way or have we changed our methods? Yeah, yeah. Um, or, and then B, it's, I, I, I think I signed something where I'm not allowed to tell you about that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it, it but was it's not very... all, it's not all temperature. It's not all, there's a lot of feel. There's, it's a, it's, it's different than yeah, the, ba- the backyard barbecue or, and people don't you know necessarily know that. Exactly. It's, it's not, it's, it's, it's done when it's done. It's not done when it, when it's there for a certain amount of time, it's done when it's done. With sausage wise, do you follow or connect with other sausage makers across the United States? Uh, yeah, I follow Tyler pretty closely. Let's see sausage maker. I follow a lot of different sausage makers on Instagram and stuff like that. I'm very bad about talking to them and stuff like that. I more am a background lurker and I kind of just scroll and I read a lot of things and kind of just pick pick from there and compile what I want to do. Have you seen, is there a, sa- a sausage that you've seen outside of, because this is a question I wanted to ask you, outside of Heritage that you want to try or that you... Oh, okay. Yeah, like um, Ty- a lot of Tyler's stuff just looks so yeah. amazing. Oh yeah, it's just ridiculous. There are a couple people on Instagram as well who I follow. I'm so bad with names as well, that's so okay. I feel like I'm going to disrespect yeah, a yeah, lot that's... of sausage makers and stuff. I don't want to do that, but like I'm not in any of those group chats or anything. <laughs> I follow like the Modern Butcher Shop. I follow a lot of butcher shops and that became mostly through Electric City, just following other shops to see what they were doing. And then I would find butchers who were doing sausage and stuff like there's modernist butcher shop uh nathan the butcher is one that i mm-hmm. follow i have that on my list yeah some people doing creative crazy oh there's stuff. there's some there's some really wild stuff like there was one that i saw it was the the street corn one and i saw that and immediately it's like that's that's fucking brilliant you know so there are some of those that i've seen online and immediately i've been like all right well i have to emulate that like there's the street corn one that i do now the chorizo con papa and that one was more just like what else can i do with chorizo because there was one day where i was running chorizo i was like i want to change up chorizo let's do chorizo con queso and i was like that's that's an easy one i had a five pound block of oaxaca in the in the (laughs) walk-in like that's an easy one for me and i thought like how can i change up chorizo a bit more and chorizo con papas is fucking classic so why not figure out how to stuff it all into a casing it's so weird when i talked to tyler i didn't even think too much about the fact that potato works in a sausage it doesn't sound like it does but it would there's one i saw that was from modernist butcher shop i think and it was the french onion soup one that they did Mm -hmm. and that one 
that one was amazing. That Genius. was so cool. Like <laughs> it's such a simple concept as well. You know, season your meat very simply, flame off a bottle of cognac and caramelize a bunch of onions. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then have you served that? Have you had one? That I one? did. I did that one. That was a two-day process, just the prep for that. I small diced and fried a bunch of croutons as well for it. So oh, it would be yeah. studded with bread as you got it. So you get that, you know, that bit of the the crostini that sits on top of the soup that yeah. absorbs all the liquid. It tastes so delicious. <laughs> yeah. Good. So I, I did that. Like oh. uh, Chef Nick and I did the whole conceptualizing of it. You know, I, I got a whole bag of yellow onion, shredded up the entire thing and caramelized it all on my flat on our flat top we flamed off a bottle of brandy fried croutons and added in gruyere and came out came out amazing uh did people appreciate that i've had sausages that do really well like the french onion soup did really well and then i've had ones that just do not you know (laughs) like it's it, it is very much the nature of the beast and then you have to take in count to like Orange County as well. People are are not as adventurous as they'd like to think they are. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the foodie who are who go there and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'll have one of everything." But then you know, people as well want a bratwurst or want to stick with the the hot gut and yeah. don't want to don't want to try it. Like I had, I think for Easter one year we did a rabbit dish. And I had spent, I spent a good amount of time deboning, rolling, and making bat nets out of whole rabbits. <laughs> and I, a good amount of time went into it. And I think that whole day we sold maybe eight plates of that dish. And I was just, I was so uh, defeated. I was yeah. so defeated. Like, yeah. and then, like for our one year anniversary, Danny got me a whole pig and I turned the whole thing into charcuterie and did, you know, I made my own pickles. I did a terrine. I did pate. I did a sausage as well and did a whole charcuterie plate for it. And it just, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> that that was one of those um, days where that I walked, sounds so wonderful where too. i walked away just going i hate everybody people suck how do you how are you not interested by a charcuterie plate yeah this you is know, just ridiculous yeah i was like oh, my talents are wasted on these people <laughs> it, it was one of those days where i was like this uh, is this did not go as well as i was hoping it would kicking all the boxes in the back and uh, yeah, exactly exactly the apron, yeah, this trash and, and you know I have everybody else in the kitchen coming up to me and going like, this is yeah. fucking great. But at yeah. the same time, I'm like, but it didn't sell. I have all and that's this actually, <laughs> but that's a great, that's a great lesson to learn that it takes like that's to get to that next step for the, it has the to sell, for, yeah. yeah, for the customer to be able to get to that. It's a leap, I guess, maybe yeah. right now. And maybe it won't be that way four years from now. Yeah, and you know, it, it was also our, our anniversary. So everybody's going in there looking for, barbecue and here you have a guy you want riette you want charcuterie you want head pate like you want pate it's like eh, maybe not the most approachable thing for people but i try i i appreciate that you did that i think that was the most no that's also you're you're testing your abilities and yeah it was 
yeah, I guess that, that's the moment, the Zen moment, where you have to like appreciate what you got out of it and what the rest of the team got out of it, as opposed to. But it's also yeah. it is a business. <laughs> no, of course, and you know it's like right now where where we are butchery wise at Heritage is I'm doing all I'm doing all of it for uh, San Juan and. I was gonna ask that was my next kind of yeah. question. How is that working? Uh, it's it's working. It, it is is the is the direct answer to it. It's working. But, you know, it's it's still a lot like at the height of what we were doing before this new restaurant opened. I think our total was 170 briskets, including pastrami briskets. And now I think I'm at 220 or something like that. So, you know, it's not a major jump, but it's enough of a jump that I feel it. Yeah, that's 20, 30 percent more. That's yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. And so this is uh, per week, you're saying, right? Uh, per week. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So now yeah. what dates? So you guys are open. Are you guys still open at San Juan Wednesday through? Yeah, both are oh. both our schedules for Oceanside and San Juan are both Wednesday through Sundays. Okay. So everybody gets off Monday and Tuesday and I'm at the restaurant Monday through Friday doing all the butchery there. Are you going down to Oceanside at all? I've been to Oceanside once or twice, but my daughter lives out in that area, so I make the drive out there once a week, but that's enough of a drive for me <laughs> instead of uh, going down there down there daily. Uh, luckily for me, the San Juan Capistrano is a five to ten minute drive from my house right now, so I'm... That's- Awesome. I'm I'm living pretty right now. Yeah, that's not not many humans. Live yeah, I, I don't have that bad of a commute. <laughs> oh, especially in Orange County, like there's yeah. places that could take. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can streets I can street drive to to work, which I am very lucky to do. That's awesome, and your hours are kind of funky too. So it's yeah, uh, they're a little funky, but they're consistent for the most part. You know, yeah. I have the odd day where a delivery shows late and that pushes me back an hour yeah. or so. But for the most part, you know, my hours are very consistent there. Are people buying, because I think I saw online, I was looking at the online, you can order five packs of sausage if you get the, if you're doing the online order, right? But it's when you could order individual links when you're at the restaurant right yeah so you can order individual links i think to go is five or something i i I think the five pack is during like holiday specials and stuff oh is that what it is okay so i think it's like during thanksgiving super bowl christmas and stuff like that when we do like our big weekend blowout platters Mm -hmm. to go and stuff like that where it's like you know buy a whole brisket get the 16 ounce sides and everything like that i think one of those options is uh, a five pack of sausage aside from that i think you can just do individuals okay perhaps i was looking at this it was late last night so i was looking (laughs) and i saw a five pack i'm like oh that's kind of interesting like for me i'd be like oh yeah i want to definitely get that now so is it only one sausage a day not only i hate to say like only but it's is it (laughs) let me rephrase that is it so it's one sausage a day a different sausage every day yeah it's one sausage a day every day so wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday it's all a different sausage that's really cool and they can see generally they could see either your instagram and i'll put all that information below either your instagram or i think heritage is good at the, the, her- the heritage is usually the heritage instagram is usually really good about reposting yeah, so. that one yeah. so that everyone can get a look and then 
They've also been really good about re-editing it and putting up like a nice digital version of it instead of my handwriting on a <laughs> dirty whiteboard. So normally they'll put they'll post the electronic one on their daily stories on yeah. Tuesday or something like that before we start service. Yeah, it's not like it's just because I'm interested, but I don't know if every single person. <laughs> totally yeah, interested. someone's it's going to come and get whatever is there. But if for but if you're curious to know yeah. it ahead of time it's which is fun like that's and a lot of people that'll be watching this will be sausage is that called a sausage head i don't know sausage lovers like that's yeah. even a different <laughs> sausage fans <laughs> fans of sausage which could mean a lot of things but it's yeah so are you shipping sausage down to oceanside no we're not doing not yet, so, right? uh no not that i'm aware of so right now um as far as i know we are not doing like slice platters at oceanside it's rumored that we might be doing them on weekends and stuff like that. Now, Danny had mentioned he might do that too. Yeah, but for the time being, we're not doing any like slice stuff. So it's just tri tips, just uh, just tri tips, <laughs> pork shoulders, and briskets go to Oceanside. Gotcha. And first sandwiches and salads. And, like, yeah, and yeah. Mix of things. Yeah, and tacos and yeah. So it's but then I th- I was thinking that eventually maybe they might have like sausage sandwiches or sausage platters at or charcuterie and sausage at the bar would be cool. But I'm sure yeah. I'm not the so, one, only one thinking. So about the it. current plan, at least what I've talked to Danny with and everything as well, is you know when when we get a little more established and we have our smokehouse built with our cut room and everything ideally i'll have we'll have like two other underling butchers for me to like Uh. teach and have under my command to do some of this bigger production stuff so that i can concentrate on smaller projects so that like yeah i can send charcuterie out to oceanside so they have so that eric can run a charcuterie platter if he wants to or you know do like a special sausage so Oceanside can run a dirty dog or something like that you know so I can concentrate on the finer projects and stuff like that instead of having to deal with 50 plus briskets it's fascinating to watch you grow and I know that Danny had mentioned like they're doing you guys are doing some changes at uh, Samuel Capistrano is that smokehouse how far off is that smokehouse you know it's changes it changes but rumored is that construction is supposed to start in november that was the last rumor i heard Mm -hmm. but that might change so as of right now i'm i believe it might be this year that we start our construction wow that's cool that'll be exciting and and in in the the meantime you're gonna be a very busy guy yes yeah but that will be cool to have charcuterie to have there's a there's countless things that you can do and then also like eventually I'm sure they would want to do grab and go stuff and like you could package uh sausage. You know, there's a lot of, yeah. there's so many things that you could do. Yeah. You know, uh, like I've talked to Danny. I, I used to talk, I would talk to him when he was just at San Juan and be like, you know, Danny, when we get big enough, you know, we're going to be able to run a small little butcher shop out of this cut room and, you know, and we'll start doing whole pig cooks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've, I've brought up like these, I brought up to him and he's brought him up to me where he's yeah. like, you know, like I want to do like a pit cooked cow chuck, like where it's that whole four quarter of a cow that's put into the ground and yeah, smoked, smoked and cooked for 14, 20 hours or something like that. So it, it's all stuff that we've talked about that's on the horizon. 
And you've got you've done a lot of creative things, especially into yeah. the anniversary and, stuff. And I've been very lucky enough as well, even through um, Electric City and through my cooking career, that I've had the opportunity to do some of these things. Like, you know, I've been able to do whole lamb osador oh. uh, dinners and stuff like that. Pit cooking is not a totally foreign concept for me, where I don't know what the hell is going on, like. A lot. Some of the stuff that Danny's talked about is all very approachable as well. Can you speak to the menu at Heritage a little bit too? Because it's not just your standard Central Texas style barbecue. Are there things? What are things that stand out on the menu that you really like? Well, our menu is really a lot. A lot recently has been changing a lot more. Um, oh. We have our new executive sous chef Morgan in there. He and Chef Nick work together quite well to you know constantly throw out something new. Morgan is has been playing a lot with vegetables and smoke, so he's been doing a lot of you know different vegetarian dishes. Wow, um, chef Nick and I really fall back on a lot of Asian cuisine as like our comfort foods and stuff like that. So we back and forth with those during the summer we do our brisket musubi which sells beautifully oh. every time and it just bogs <laughs> down the line we have noodle dishes that we do every once in a while morgan has before he came to us had a really deep pasta background so every once in a while he'll do fresh pasta as oh, well so smart um, so it's not just like you know mm. your typical Texas fair where you get your mac and cheese, your potato salad, your beans, brisket ribs and sauces, and that's it. Sausage, yeah. There are you know standalone dishes. Chef Eric has done the capistrano dip, which is his take on a Philly cheesesteak, and he uses his his birria recipe. And you know you dip it in the birria consomme, <laughs> and it's got a skirt of Oaxaca cheese on it. And it's, it's one of my favorite things that we have there. Yeah. It's a constantly changing menu. Like there's no, uh, there's things that reappear for sure, but at no point do we like go, okay, well these 12 dishes has worked. So that's all we're going to keep on the menu. So we not only do is our menu constantly shifting, we also will switch it seasonally as well. So as produce comes in and out of season, it's all right. It's, Tomatoes aren't aren't viable for us right now. What fall produce is looking good right now that we can do? Like squashes are coming in. We can do a squash fall salad with, you know, seared cabbage and stuff like that. So it, it's it's constantly evolving, and it's there's always something new on there. If it's if it's a daily special or one of our constants on the menu. That's so great. How how cool is it to be part of this? This is so... it's it's great. You know I. And the fact that they even listen to me is a whole nother thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the butcher. I'm in my own little world in the corner of the restaurant. Like, I don't deal with front of the house. I talk. It's between me, Chef Nick, Danny, Chef Eric, and Chef Morgan, and you know, the four of us are pretty much what they say. And the smokers, obviously, I, I yeah. talk with the smokers a lot because I have to communicate with them. But you know, it's. It's always something, and the fact that they listen to me and my input goes into what has to be, what goes out is, I'm so grateful because they could write me off. They're like, you, you, you could totally, they could totally have just said, you know, you're the butcher. This is your little realm. Yeah, but stay in your lane and don't. Yeah. E exactly, but you know, they real, they recognize that I have some, that I have restaurant experience and are willing to listen to that and think about it, which is. Wow. 
more than I can ask for. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And what, what is, is there something about Danny that people don't know? Like, is there, can you talk to Danny and Brenda a little bit just, just so people, cause people see them, people that people might yeah. not, yeah, I don't know. Danny Maybe. and Brenda are the nicest fucking people that I can in, in this industry. Like the fact that they took a chance on me, a butcher who reached out to them over social media and, and you know, it could have gone so south so quickly, yeah. but they re they put their trust in me and are so accommodating. Both of them on multiple occasions, not only are just like, oh, how are the meats? They're very interested in how our lives are going. They're very invested in us. You know, there's the whole, oh, it's a red flag if a restaurant manager says like, we're a family, but in, it's very much like we are a family in this re in, at heritage. It's, you know, these are the people I spend a majority of my, yeah. my time with. I see them all the time. They, they know me better than, you know, some of my best friends know me. Like they see me more than, than others do and they're very accommodating you know i feel very lucky to have found a restaurant that's willing to see my capabilities and trust this whole it, it's all it's all their fucking protein there's no there's no ifs ands or buts yeah, around it. like if <laughs> if i fail to meet expectations it reflects immediately on our restaurant that's mm -hmm. That's what we're known for. We're known for briskets and protein and stuff like that. Our menu's great and everything like that, but you know, people are coming for brisket and stuff. So to see the fact that they trust me and the smokers with this, yeah. with this is speaks volumes to them. And while they do other things too, like they're they've got their hands in a lot of different things, and they have like it's just they're busy people and, yeah of course and to, to have that trust in you and the team it's that's a big deal and it's it's also a testament to how they how it trickles down from them because it can i've i've worked in a lot of businesses where it, it trickles down very poorly and then the employees don't give a shit and then it's just you know yeah and you can tell and it's very it's very apparent as well when you walk through the kitchen that people that we all care about what's yeah. going on as well that's really cool that's is there, is there anything that people don't know about heritage or you that you want to touch on i had a list of sausages but i'm just going to put photos and i'll create oh, a yeah. um like a blog post with photos and things because i think that would maybe the pictures would say a lot more a little easier than just yeah, talking because i could because I, I could just say i could say like uh blueberry maple lake but it's like people probably know what that would mean and, and yeah. it's just they're, and they're gorgeous on a day do you guys generally sell out of sausage if you are later? I guess it's later in the day. They There's potential that it could happen. Sometimes we have leftover sausage. And, you know, when we do have leftover sausage, it's maybe like 15, 20 links or something like that. And, you know, luckily Chef Morgan and Chef Nick are adaptable enough. Like it'll get ground up and sauteed and it gets put into our sausage mac or, you know, it gets split in half and we do like a dirty dog or a sausage po'boy or something like that. Like our kitchen is very adaptable and able yeah, to think on their good. feet to, you know, put something out that that's able to sell whatever is left over. That is awesome. Well, Lennon, thank you so much for you know taking the time. And I, I appreciate what you're doing and I hope that people do because it's, it's not easy. It's, it's a craft 
and like it's truly a craft and it's it's also but butchery i'm fascinated by that so I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk about so many different aspects of it thank you yeah of course thank you so much for having me it was Definitely. wonderful to be on here and talk with you